ladies, 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 and gentlemen, welcome to the Doggett Style Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Doggett. With Santiago. And together we're going to teach you about all things dog. Let's do it. Doggett Style. Let's get some. Okay, okay. Yeehaw. Now listen, if you are a pet parent Mm -hmm. and you would much prefer to learn from my mistakes than to make your own, you are in the right place. Okay. Sit back, relax. You can take that mask off your face. What you talking about? Or not. I'm going to give you dog training tips and tricks. I'm going to teach you about the seven elements of dog training. I might make you laugh. I might make you cry. But it's all to help you become a better pet parent. And for me to have fun. This sounds like it's going to be a really good time. It sure is, Santiago. It sure is. Bonjour, you beautiful thing. I missed you, and I love you, and you smell great. I'm looking in the mirror. Uh, So today, we're going to talk about letting dogs meet. How to do it, when to do it, when not to do it, why you should do it, why you shouldn't do it, all the problems around it, all the solutions around it. And maybe even just a couple of stories. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure it out. It's one of those things that I'm going to figure out as we go. I could probably talk about it for two, to maybe, maybe even three days straight. No rest for the wicked. But first, a message from our sponsors. Oh, yes. Good day, everyone. Have you ever found yourself at 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning? Wishing you had a hamburger made from french fries. Well, we sure did, and that's why I'm proud to present to you the number one french fry burger in the world. Just come on down to McRickie's. I don't know about you, but I really want french fries now. Smashed into patty form. So... Dogs are complicated. We all know that from due to our uh, experience with them and the fact that it seems like every day there's something new that we're doing wrong based on what the internet and everyone else out there posting is telling us that we should and should not be doing with our dogs. It's complicated. Dog behavior is, um, it's a different language. They don't, if you haven't noticed, they speak a different language than we do. And do you know what's sad? I'm just realizing this right now and and out loud, uh, is that most dogs know more English than humans know dog, as in like dog language. That's terrifying. I'm going to, I'm going to do a whole podcast about the language of dog. I guess I'm really doing it right now, to be frank. Uh, so stick around (laughs) for more of this. Dogs have their own language. It's primarily body language. They're watching head posture, tail movement, height of it, their body, is it up, is it down, or the the hackles, the fur on their back, is it up, is it down, is it not even there, is the dog moving forward and backwards and sideways, are they licking their lips, are they, you know, twitching their eyes, are they wiggling their bum, what what are they doing, are they scratching their arse across the, the, the new rug, that's, that's not body language, that's just, <laughs> they got a, they got an itchy hole, I, I've, I'm sure I did that when I was, when I was a kid, um, and maybe even later than that, the 
the thing about dog body language is they understand each other's body language. Like even dogs that have been removed from being socialized for a long time, they still get it. They're born with this um, genetic understanding of what it means when a dog drops its head and pins its ears back. The question is, do you? So that's really the most important part when it comes down to, should I let my dog be on leash, be off leash, uh, go over to meet that dog, knock over to meet that dog. When we're walking on a trail, do I, um, do I call my dog back to me and leash them up? Do I let them go over to the person and the other dog? I mean, there's, <clears throat> even if it's like you're in an off leash dog park, if you don't know the body language of what that other dog, whether it's nervous, aggressive, uh, just not socialized, maybe it's just reactive and it's not aggressive, which a lot of dogs get labeled as aggressive, but they're really just reactive. Sometimes it's hard to tell. That's why I put a body language section in the seven elements course, uh, but we're going to go through some of it right now. Also in that course is what it should look like when you're trying to introduce two dogs on leash what to do, what not to do, but I'll try to describe this, you know, verbally. Obviously, I can't, uh, I can play the course for you right now. <laughs> Sneak peek. There is a preview on the YouTube page of the body language section. There's one whole video about aggression versus reaction. That one got leaked out um, by yours truly. So that way you get to, to have a taste of, of what that body language section looks like. But I think the, the most important thing is being courteous to other people because you don't know where they're at. Believe it or not, but I married someone who was terrified of dogs. And that uh, <laughs> that's an interesting thing every day, especially she married someone with the attention uh, of a squirrel. I feel like a squirrel would probably have a longer attention span than me. They're, they're pretty laser focused in their approach. Get the nuts, store the nuts, eat the nuts. My life is slightly more complicated than that, that only slightly. When you're letting your dog meet another dog, ideally you want them to be calm. But if you can't control your dog, like if you if your dog will drag you over to meet another dog, the act of them dragging you or or a, your dog not dragging you but just bolting over to another dog actually happened today where um, a dog bolted over to Vega and she was caught off guard by this the dog kind of like pounced at her and kind of opened its mouth and gave a little snap as it was running up to her tail and he was just kind of being a jerk about it he wasn't aggressive he would have just grabbed her by the the throat if he wanted to be aggressive about it he was just kind of being an ass he was just a, you know uh, a dog that has learned he can get away with that behavior that there's no consequence to that behavior Vega was about to <laughs> give him an ass kicking. Um, but we were in a lesson, so we handled it and um, did our best to handle it anyway. We were doing e-collar training, which again is something that I is not in the online course. It's something I only do um, with private lessons. We can do it no matter where you live in the world because I need to be able to guide you visually step-by-step -step through that process. A lot of people ask me why I didn't put it in the online program. I think it's just a little bit too complicated and it's very overwhelming and I've met a lot of people um, the franchise that I was with has an online course. It's, it's probably the best online course that I'm aware of for e-collar training, but I found a lot of people wouldn't do the amount of learning necessary 
in order to do it properly, they would they would often um, not try it, due to fear, understandably so, because it's easy way to screw up your dog. Um, but when you have someone guiding you through the process, it makes it a lot easier when they can visually watch you, give you step by step homework in the you know. I try to cut cut through all the BS and just get right down to uh, here's how you condition your dog to what is basically a tens unit. So <clears throat> the owner was calling the dog back, and I had to step in and bump the dog um, to get him from you know I had to step in between my dog and uh, and kind of advocate for her. Now that's something that you can do, but it's very dangerous. I I'm an expert at reading body language, and I was pretty damn sure that this dog wasn't gonna bump, wasn't gonna bite me if I bumped into him. Um, and so, you know, it, it was enough to break his focus, and then his owner was able to call him back. But if you're, if you have a little dog, I'd highly recommend walking with a, a hiking stick of some kind. Um, you don't need to, you know smash a dog to to deter them a lot of times you just swing a stick or an air horn works really really well you can just bah, just blow that air horn and uh, and deter the other dog your number one job as a pet parent in in my opinion is keeping them safe and when you have a little dog and you know my 140 pound out of control mastiff comes running over and pounces on your dog that that could be it I don't have 140 pounds. I don't have a Mastiff. But just in general, like when you're at a, even a 40-pound terrier can do a lot of damage if they're not under control. So one of the best things you can do is, let's say your dog is off-leash and, and they're not e-collar trained, or they are e-collar trained, and you see somebody in the distance, you need to do everything in your power to get your dog's attention right away, call them back, put them back on leash. It's just the safest option you don't have to do that, but you can do that. Then pull over to the side and let that person pass. However, let's say hypothetically that that other person, that other person's dog is not leashed. Like today, my dog wasn't leashed and the other dog wasn't leashed and they just ran into each other and they then they were about to fight. And I, uh, you know, they kind of, ah, and I hollered and it was enough to stop them for a second. And the guy was, the client was, you know, using the e-collar to try to call his dog back. And I just stepped in between, made myself big, kind of bumped into the dog, and it was enough for him to be like, whoa, okay. Um, but again, you can get bit doing that. So let's say you're, you leash your dog up and that other dog runs over to you. As soon as you leash a dog, it makes them more defensive uh, immediately, right? The, the dog, uh, if it's reactive, becomes more reactive. And so it's about making sure that there's not constant pressure on the leash. And the biggest part of that is just having a tool on the dog that's going to allow them to turn the pressure off quickly, like a gentle leader, a prong collar, typically a harness or a flat collar is going to be a bad choice for that. You need them to stand there and not want to, to lunge forward your dog. Um, and so that way, if the other dog runs up to you, you're not already restraining your dog. The dog is feels no pressure on the leash. That's why having the right tool is so important. Other dog runs up. And you just kind of hold your breath unless you can see that that dog is running up super aggressive. Um, oftentimes, ears will be pinned and they'll just fly right in. And so that's where letting out a big holler or having a stick or something, waving that in between is a great option. So should you let your dog meet? Let's say your dog's super friendly and you see the body language of another dog that 
their head is up and their chest isn't too puffed out and their tail is up but uh, it's it's wagging quite vigorously a, a wagging tail doesn't necessarily mean happy uh, but it does mean um, it, a, an up tail and a wagging tail means um, alert for sure but just think of like a big uh, like a big um, god if you had if you had to like a cat's tail like when a cat you know kind of fans its its tail uh, that doesn't always mean a good thing sometimes even a short little very fast it's just energy right so you're kind of looking for everything else the scariest body language is that uh, the dog's not moving at all the dog is solid like a rock now if it's solid like a rock and it has one paw raised typically there's so many scenarios but if it one paw up a little bit more nervous a little bit more on edge not sure whether it's going forward or backwards can still uh, be bad but if you are gonna let your dog go forward if it just looks very happy-go-lucky then you know the biggest thing is to not let the leashes get tangled again I show this in the online program you're gonna walk with your dog stay on your side of the dog so don't let the leashes cross if the other dog tries to swoop in behind your other dog you got to move in a circle to make sure that you can pull your dog away if you need to they really only need about one to three seconds of a sniff like like let's just say one second smell smell good okay let's go goodbye and make sure you get your dog out of there or continue walking with the other dog the probably the best way that you can if you want your dog and another dog to be friends is to go for a long on-leash walk together and then if both dogs are reliable off-leash let the more insecure dog off-leash first again if you have a leash on your dog it does make them more defensive it often makes them more defensive like I've, i don't think i've ever met a dog that was like oh he's so much more confident as soon as you put the leash on i don't think i've ever met that dog now that i'm thinking about it because uh, it you know it just <clears throat> it's unnatural it puts restraint on them when there shouldn't be restraint I think it's okay to let your dog go up and meet other dogs. Personally, I, I, I do my best to just avoid it because my dogs don't get that much out of it. I mean, Rush did. He really liked meeting other dogs. Vega doesn't care. Mufasa's really kind of a nervous dog, to be honest. And now we got little Pepita from, um, from Costa Rica. We don't know entirely if she's going to be part of the Forever Pack. It's looking that way. She is wearing Rush's Baltic Amber flea and tick collar, which I wasn't going to just let any dog wear. That'll tell you that much. Anyway, she's a pretty special little girl, but it's not official yet, so we'll see. But she really likes dogs, but she can, she's she's a, you know, a boxer something mix, boxer pity mix, a little straight, but she's a straight dog. Anyway, so she's, <clears throat> she she's very dog social, very interested in other dogs, but I saw something today where she was getting a little bit jacked up, especially when I went to pull her away. She's wearing a martingale collar, which might as well just be a flat collar. And because uh, I forgot her prong collar at home. Mistake, mistake, mistake. Because as soon as I started to pull her away, she started to get jacked up. Like, what do you mean I'm not done? Get over here. And it was, that ju it was just that defensiveness of like, someone's pulling me away. How dare you? And... But if I had the prong collar, one tiny little pop of that, I didn't, wouldn't even need to pop the collar. I had to pop pop the leash as in like tug, tug, tug with the with the martingale on her because she just didn't care and it was making her worse. It's not making 
you better, it's making you worse. And so uh, the prong color issue responds right away. If only they would just not look so bad. Looks like a friggin' medieval torture device. Like nobody puts that on their dog and they're like, that's that's nice. That's a nice looking collar. My grandmother knits and it looks just the same. The uh, the cardigan that I bought, beautiful. Looks just like this prong collar. <laughs> Nobody's saying that stuff. It's it's unfortunately, but you know, get your grandma to knit a little cardigan prong collar cover and you're good to go. Don't worry so much about what other people think as long as it's legal. It gives you control, gives you more freedom. So the safest thing is to not let your dog meet another dog. Sometimes it just happens where the other dog just runs up. And if you know your dog is super social, even like Vega that's not super social, I know she can handle her own and she will tell the other dog off. And then if that dog then decides to attack, I'll help her um, fight off that other dog because my dog matters more to me than your dog matters to me. That's just a fact because she's she's my she's my dog. I don't think I need to explain that any further. It's the same thing for your dog to you. So yeah, it's it's fine. I'm I'm definitely gonna let um, people meet other dogs by times, but it's learning that body language. The easiest thing you can do is, I mean, watch you tons of YouTube videos with the volume off. I swear to God, that's not me farting in the background. That is Pepita gassing up a storm over here i'm gonna oh, oh that's bad i'm gonna go now because i'm i'm oh wow i might throw up uh gonna open some windows go to dogitstyle.com to get your version of the online program learn some body language step-by-step program to train your dog oh my god that's bad uh if your dog has lots of gas um just uh, open a window. Okay, gotta go. Love you. Bye.